Hey guys, and welcome back to the Locked On Rockies podcast on your Locked On Podcast Network. Your experts every day here covering the Rockies for you. I'm Jenna Garcia with Mile High Sports. You can check out all the work I do at milehighsports.com or on Instagram, Twitter at milehighsports.com or milehighsports as well as at Vita Viva Diva. Follow all the content that we give out there. There's a lot of good stuff that is out there right now as far as Rockies coverage. Um, in the last week, the Rockies end up playing a couple series, a little bit less than we thought they'd play with uh, one game that was postponed with against the Giants and then uh, end up playing through the series with San Diego. They only take one loss on that series. And their last game, Mother's Day, uh, really special game, one Antonio Sensatella gets to play obviously special because it's Mother's Day and all the moms are out there. You know, the Rockies seem to really show up on holidays for whatever reason. They like to give you guys a good show on days that you're taking your special someone your or your parent to the ballpark. And special uh, Mother's Day, second time that Antonio Sensatella has got to pitch on Mother's Day, he lost his mom to cancer about a year before he debuts for the Rockies. And just really special for him. He talked a little bit about that in his post game, how much it meant to him. In his last um, game on Mother's Day, he wasn't as dominant as he was in this Mother's Day game, and I think that made it even more special for him just to remember her and get a chance to celebrate her with a big win. He did a pretty good job, goes in to deep uh, innings, pitches longer than he's been pitching. His last few games only getting to four or five innings. He pitches into the seventh here. He does leave a few runners on in the seventh, and, and they end up scoring after he leaves the game. But he still gets the win. He gets the quality start. You also, in this series, you got to see John Gray, who also got you a quality start, which is important um, because the Rockies had gone like 13 games without a quality start from one of their pitchers, despite some really good outings by uh, Herman Marquez and other, other pitchers still hadn't got that quality start. Um, one thing that the the game Marquez pitched in, I believe it was the first game in the Padres series, it, he put a stop to the like 14-game streak of home runs against starting pitchers. So there is some positives, and then there's some negatives that are going on. Um, at the beginning of the season, everybody had complaints about the offense just not producing and not getting enough runs on the board, and the pitching was phenomenal. And now, you know, the offense is scoring a lot of runs and the pitching is struggling a little bit more. So it's been an interesting kind of swing of events. Um, <laughs> the Rockies scored 10 runs in that in the Mother's Day win. They score only three in their loss to San Diego on that Saturday game. They scored 12 in their opener against San Diego, 12 against San Francisco the day before that. So they've had a lot of of good production from the plate as of recently, and then they've been struggling, obviously, on the mound. So it's kind of been flip-flopped. We've asked Bud Black. The media has asked Bud Black many times, you know, and his answer most often is that's just baseball and that just happens. And, and it is, in a way, he's not wrong. That is just baseball and that stuff does just happen but whenever they figure out how to string these two things together and get their starting pitching on the right track as well as getting their bat production 
offensively at the same time, that's when this team is going to go on a nice run. The other thing, you know, that you're not seeing from them right now is they're really not sweeping or, or taking every series at home like you would want to see. They lose that series to, to Arizona in the start of their homestand, losing two out of the three games. But then they have played some really good teams and done done really well against them. They they um, tied it up with Milwaukee, which I, I had predicted that they would win. If they won, they would win one, maybe two, and two would be asking a lot. And they end up splitting that series, um, which in the best way possible is actually pretty positive. Pretty positive for the for the Rockies to split with Milwaukee, especially kind of overcoming that mental um, hurdle that was last season where they couldn't produce runs against Milwaukee, end up getting swept in the NLDS against Milwaukee. So uh, there's some, I don't know if you want to call it silver lining or little bits and pieces here and there where you can see that they're doing really well. And then there's other situations uh other moments where you're really worried and as you should be really concerned with this team um in today's news they actually they're about to go they're in boston they're going to play boston two games in boston today and tomorrow both 510 games um kind of a matchup that you don't usually get to see so fun for fans to get to see the rockies play the red Sox. um but they before today's game they actually send Garrett Hampson down to AAA and bring up recall Pat Vileka from AAA. Both infielders obviously they do the little swap right there. Um, I would guess that they've done this because Hampson hasn't had a great great at bats as of recently. He's really done a lot of like fly to center field, pop out to to the first base, um, just struggled at the plate in every way um, as of recently. He's such a small guy. Like I always say Garrett Hampson reminds me of myself in Little League because he often gets – his strike zone is so small, he often either gets walked or he gets hit. There was a weird play over the um, San Diego series, and now it's all kind of smushed together. You watch so much baseball. But I don't remember which game it was in. I think it was the Saturday game where he gets he tries to bunt. He gets hit on the hand with the ball. They send him to first base, and then they call him back saying that he offered at the pitch, and therefore he has to has has to come back and bat again. And it was just a weird situation. And Bud Black got into the ump's face, and they were talking talking about it, hashing it out, and. He was getting quite animated, at least from the press box. It was always fun to watch as your manager goes out there and fights for his team, right? And uh, it was an interesting one call, I guess you could say. But I thought that that at-bat in particular, Hampson really came back and battled, and he did give them a good at-bat after that. Um, I think he ended up walking, actually, after that. So interesting that they send Hampson down. They bring back Valeka. Valeka just seems like he's constantly up and down from AAA. But definitely going into this Boston series, important to note that Garrett Hampson is back in AAA. And everybody's favorite guy, Brendan Rodgers, remains in AAA, which a lot of people are questioning, like, what's going on there? We'll talk more about it right after this break.
Hiring is a challenge, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. Hey guys, we're back from the break. Obviously, a lot of people um, definitely interested in wondering why is Brendan Rodgers still in AAA? What is going on with with that? Why haven't the Rockies called him up? He's doing such a good job down there. And I understand your guys' concerns, but a lot goes into bringing these guys up just as far as like management of their um, of their contracts and, and if you bring him up before a certain time, then you only have him for this much longer. It's it's a complicated decision, and honestly, I just don't meddle with it. I just let Bud Black do what he wants to do because in the end, he's going to do what he wants to do, and he doesn't want to bring Brendan Rodgers for, up for whatever reason. And so he's still in AAA, and he's still raking, and that's great for the isotopes. And the more reps he gets down there, the better when he comes up to the big leagues. It is a big jump, even – Guys like Noel Cuevas last season who were who was batting incredible. Even this season, he's been doing great for the Isotopes. And you don't see him up on the 40-man roster for the Rockies for whatever reason, whether that be we have enough outfielders. <laughs> True story. We have plenty of outfielders already at hand. But there's a lot of reasons that go into why Bud Black and his staff doesn't bring a guy up and I I just really don't even want to get into it with I don't want to get into it with Buddy I don't want to even argue with you guys I get why you think he should come up and I also understand that there's probably more reasons that go into it and I just trust them and I don't really think it's our job to necessarily I mean, it's our job to talk about it and to critique it, I guess, to critique the move, but it's just so exhausting because that's going to be an argument that goes on for a long time. I doubt they could call him up maybe, maybe later this year, like late into the season, but I I don't know. I just have a feeling that he's going to be there for the rest of this season and he'll debut next year. Obviously, he's got to do – He would if he's doing great, great, crazy numbers, then – Maybe we'll see him sooner than I think. But that's my prediction. Um, as far as the Rockies going into this game today against the Red Sox, uh, Kyle Freeland will be taking the mound. Now, a lot of people have been asking about their starting rotation. They're really only going with four guys. You have um, Kyle Freeland, you have Herman Marquez, then you have Antonio Sensatella, and you have John Gray. I guess John Gray, then Antonio Sensatella, if we're going in order. 
and they're really just working with that four-man rotation right now. And if you really look at and think about, if you look at all the off days and you count it out, they really don't need a fifth guy until May 25th-ish. Happens to be the day before my birthday. So on my birthday, I'm hoping we get a fifth guy, a fifth starting rotator. But if you look into all the days off that come in their schedule in the, the rest of the next couple weeks, they really don't need that fifth guy until May 25th. And so you can expect that four-man rotation to continue going forward. You're getting quality starts out of your third and fourth guy. That's pretty good. Honestly, I wouldn't be too skeptical or critical of this starting rotation. And it's expected. If you've ever listened to any of... Uh, me and Jake Shapiro's work that we we've done on Rock's Pile and things like that. It was expected that Kyle Freeland would have, at least we anticipated, uh, that Kyle Freeland would have a rougher start to this season because his numbers were so high last year. It's like if you score a hundred on your your exam and the next exam you expect to get another hundred. It's hard to get another hundred because the chance that you were to get that is really really slim. But you might get a ninety nine, or you might the chance that you get between 90 and 98 are far higher than for you to get the 100 mark. So kind of expected from Kyle Freeland. I don't doubt that he won't work things out. He has said that he's working through a couple mechanical things, but Black says he sees a couple mechanical things that they're hoping to work on that has to do more with like his release and his balance on the mound and that balance on that back foot as he on that front foot as he really uh, pushes out that fastball. So hopefully we see that in the near future. He's going to start tonight. He currently has an ERA of 584 with only 37 strikeouts. One thing we know about Kyle Freeland is that he's not a big strikeout, high strikeout guy. He's more of a use my defense to help me out. He gets a lot of ground outs and it's been effective for him in past years. So hopefully we see that here tonight. As far as the starting pitcher for the Red Sox tonight, you're getting Chris Sale. He's a lefty pitcher. He's pitching about 450 ERA with 56 strikeouts. He is a very good lefty ace. In his last outing, he actually struck out 14 guys and allowed only three hits over eight innings. Obviously, that was against the Orioles, so it's not like that is that difficult necessarily, but... He did have a a really good game against them. He has a 1.73 ERA in his last four starts, but he hasn't faced the Rockies since 2011. So that'll be something kind of mixing it up. I do think that the Rockies have been batting really well against lefty pitchers, especially Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story. So I would expect to see a high production game from them today. But again, it is the Rockies, so they might do something totally different than what I expect. But so far, they've been pretty much what I've expected. Thanks for listening, guys, to another episode of the Locked on Rockies podcast on your Locked on Podcast Network. I'm so sorry for the delay in podcasts. It's been a crazy, crazy string of what can only be defined as a series of unfortunate events. But now we're back, and we'll be back daily. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.